Hello and welcome to Catholic Bites, the podcast for busy Catholics. This is Father Conrad. I have with me from his undisclosed location, Father Alec Scott. Father Alec, welcome back to the podcast. Good to be here. Good to be visiting. And I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back into the podcast recording swing of things. That's right. Well, today is the feast day of St. Bruno. And to celebrate the feast day, I've been reading a little bit of Carthusian spirituality. And one of the things I read struck me, and that was this a uh, Carthusian monk talking about discernment of spirits. And so we have, we hear that phrase a lot. We hear people talking about being able to discern the working of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes it can be a little confusing what that actually means. Like sometimes someone says, oh yeah, the spirit moved me to do this. or the spirit moved me to do that. Or the spirit moved me to get another, this is a facetious example, another ice cream sandwich today. Um, <laughs> and I don't think we can be as clear as that as to really understanding the movement of the Holy Spirit. So where, where, how do we, how do we discern clearly? What, what does discernment of the spirit in truth look like? Okay. So um, I think that we have a tendency sometimes to imagine that we, um, you know, we respond to the spirit once we're sort of faithful people and we're holy people and we're praying and we're doing those, these things that, uh, that we know we ought to do which are laudable and important, certainly for understanding God's will in our life, but that we, we automatically have this sort of, um, this like almost spiritual gut reaction that, that mm -hmm. can't be wrong, right? Like something comes to us and we just know, oh my gosh. And you know, you know, you can see it, like you said, in a certain sense of facetious, facetious example, the idea of, oh, the spirit wants me to get more ice cream, but even, you know, a chance encounter with someone that you want to, to speak with, um, it's easy for us to immediately hop our minds to, oh, this was providentially arranged by God. And this is in this moment, um, you know, the, the Holy Spirit has discerns that whatever comes out of this meeting is the thing that's right for me or something like that, whatever. I mean, there are non-trivial examples of people who, who, are, who are praying and who are asking the Lord to sort of be in their life. And, and then it turns into this kind of like spiritual, you know, sixth sense or something, yeah. um, which, is, which is an element of like, there's an element of, of sort of being able to definitely trust um, these things that are really actually very difficult to discern, these kind of very subtle spiritual movements uh, that the Lord is, is reaching out to us with. Yeah, and I, I, think, I think part of it, it comes to recognizing that, okay, there's a lot going on within our hearts. And we know this from psychology, we know this from spirituality, that like there's a lot going on and there are a lot of different things moving us. And there are many moments where something that like, because the spirit is subtle and because God works in mysterious ways, like there's, there are moments where something that could be from God feels like something from us. And likewise, there are moments where things that are from us feel like it could be something directly from God. And it's tough to be able to untie a lot of those knots. And so it's really difficult to be able to say with absolute certainty, oh, the Holy Spirit wants me to do this right now. Or, oh, you know, the Holy Spirit wants me to do that. And then the the other side of that is sometimes if we get so caught up in that way of thinking, we then think I've got to discern absolutely every decision in my life. And that that discernment then is um, like, oh, I, I remember some, I forgot one of our professors in seminary said like, oh, I've got to like, someone said an example, like oh, I got to discern if I'm going to have another piece of cake tonight. And he was like, no, just eat the cake or don't eat the cake. You know, it's, it's not, that's not where you're spending your effort to discern things. And discernment takes a long time. It takes, it takes a while. And oftentimes we don't really see the working of the Holy Spirit until well after the fact. It's hard to see it in the moment. Yeah, no, there's, a, there's an element of, of sort of a, a spiritual maturity 
in in moving through these stages and and discernment of spirits obviously is well linked with with like prayer and good prayer and i see a lot of, of parallels in this whereas you know, i'm sorry where when you when you begin praying um oftentimes and this is a very very common kind of arc of prayer people have written books basically outlining this multiple people have where you're receiving this incredible consolation from god um because you know obviously like anyone, he wants to encourage us to continue forging that relationship, just like you know any human relationship would. But then, once we move past that initial stage in which we, you know, in which we identify good prayer with lots of emotion and happy feelings and things like that, then we become kind of flummoxed by this this sort of mixture of of human emotions and and human issues and things like that. Like you go to prayer and you don't feel particularly well, or you're super distracted, or you're you're there for a long time and you just feel bored and you don't really get stimulated in your emotions. And so we conclude that God is not there. It's not good prayer or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And conversely, if we're, you know, whatever, there's plenty of things I could do on a natural level that are going to make me feel good and give me an afterglow of goodness for a while. It doesn't mean that my prayer is good. If I'm in there just feeling like, you know, basking in kind of the joy of whatever, you know, the Washington football team winning or something like that (laughs) and spend an hour kind of enjoying it. And I think the Sermon of Spirits can be the same way in that there is an incredible amount, like you said, of human things that we have to, to, to wade through, many of which we're really not totally aware of. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it has to be approached with such humility to say, this is definitively what the Holy Spirit um, intended for me at this moment. Yeah. Um, you know, this is how I'm supposed to, to act, or this is what was brought into my life, or, or whatever else it may be. And sometimes it takes years. Yeah, <laughs> it takes exactly. Months. It takes a lot of retrospect to be able to to certainly discern. And maybe what we initially thought was what the, what the Spirit was calling us to turns out not to be, you know, what the what direction the Lord wants for us. And that's that can be a difficult thing to receive. But I think in humility, we have to, to continually seek out, um, you know, not just how we feel about things, but how the Lord is really moving us. Yeah, exactly. And, and so two things on that. One, I, there was a moment where I am um, was on retreat and I had some coffee ice cream and I didn't realize that's what it was. And like at first, <laughs> and, and I don't drink caffeine at all. So like my holy hour after I had that coffee ice cream was <laughs> so good. And I thought came out there, like, man, the Holy spirit was working. And then I was like, wait a second, this is because I was just hyped up on caffeine. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and then the second thing is like, I mean, there's a famous story we just talked about off air, but the famous story of St. Ignatius taking, like, he's the guy who wrote the discernment of spirits. Yeah. And, and he took like a whole year to to discern certain things. Like he took time and real use of the mind and use of use of his of his heart and prayer to really understand exactly what the spirit was trying to convey to him, and, and as best as he could tell. And, and sometimes you only really know when you finally make the decision, and then it's either confirmed providentially or, or not. You know, in 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 the way things go. So so I guess we were. What what would be the things that. I, we don't want to downplay the role of the spirit. God no, for sure. And we don't, and the last thing we want to do is make it seem like, oh, stop doing this. Yeah. Like don't, don't look for the Holy spirit because you're not, you're not equipped well enough. Um, no, it's more, it's this. more just approaching with more humility. Right. Like, and, yeah. and there are certain channels that the Holy spirit chooses to speak through, which I think are important, which is you, 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 you discern things based on their fruits. Right. So like mm-hmm. you look at your, your decision that you have to make and you look at the things that you feel like you're being called to and you can kind of look at the fruits that come from that and that's a good way to see is this kind of the motion of the holy spirit so like what would some yeah. of those fruits be do you think 
Well, so anything that is drawing you more, more fully into the life of Christ, the life of the church, and your own personal vocation, um, you know, those would be those would be sort of indicators that this is where the spirit is moving us. And and it's not to say that we we should never kind of be aware of things that 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 don't obviously bring us in that direction, but if if something is is pulling you or alluring you or dragging you in a way that is contrary to your state of life, your vocation, or obviously your life in the church, your life in Christ, we should just be very skeptical um, that that is, we shouldn't just say, oh, gut reaction, that's the Holy Spirit. I know it, you know, like mm-hmm. he, he, he hit me in prayer and I'm certain that what I'm supposed to do is, you know, fill in the blank, whatever, yeah. like, like not go to mass tomorrow. And, and I, that's a goofy thing, but maybe it's like, oh, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, you, you are in the midst of, here would be a kind of a trivial example, but let's say you're, you're a student and you're, you know, you're, you're preparing to, to get your degree and, and go, you know, work in life that your, your vocation may not be as a, as a, a student or whatever, but you're preparing for this next stage in your life. And you're, you know, maybe you're, you're seeing someone you're, you're engaged or whatever. And you have a, an experience in, in prayer and suddenly you're like, Oh, I need to just like drop out of school and spend like, you know, six months climbing a mountain to try to find solitude with God. Like it's like a decision like that is not something that, that, that accords with everything else that the Lord has put in your life. Mm-hmm. So it's not impossible that that is where the Lord is leading you, right? We see dramatic examples of, of conversions and changes of lives, but we should approach that with tremendous humility, right? Like yeah. we shouldn't just quit school the next day and say, I know something that you guys don't know, but with the work of a spiritual director, with the work of, of someone who recognizes all these things in your life and can kind of put all the pieces together. Yeah. And, and that reminds me of a story about Mother Teresa when she was kind of, she had like this really dramatic divine revelation prompting her to go found the missionaries of charity. Mm-hmm. And then she went to her spiritual director and her spiritual director was like, we need to take time to discern this. And like Jesus is saying to her, this has to happen. And she's saying to her spiritual director, Jesus is saying this has to happen. And he's saying, yeah, but I'm speaking on behalf of the church and we're going to take time to discern this. And it took time. And part of that discernment was her own obedience to the church, which is the mystical body of Christ and, and having the humility to place something before the church and trust that that obedience is never going to be uh, wasted or, or unfounded. And that like true yeah. discernment happens in and through the church and, and with God working through the channels he's given us. And, and they're never contradictory. And so if there's anything that like, that leads us away, like prompts us to say, oh, I've got to be disobedient to my bishop, or I've got to um, turn away from the teachings of the church. Like that's a clear sign that that's not from the Holy Spirit, even though it might feel like it does, it is. And then sometimes God purposely puts us in those situations in order to help us to grow in obedience and humility, even when we've been given great gifts. So like I would imagine Mother Teresa in that circumstance part of the reason for the hesitancy was to test her obedience and test her, her humility and, and test her reliance and trust on God that God works through not just extraordinary means, but through the church. Definitely. And, and, you know, it, it does lose a little bit of the, the kind of, um, you know, fun factor in a certain sense where, you know, all of us are sort of just, just like ticking down to the moments in which we get that, that aha eureka moment in our whole mm-hmm. life changes. And it's like, you know, the, it's not that that's not a genuine experience for mother Teresa in a, in a very real sense. It was God calling her to divert and change the way that she, she went through her vocation, but precisely because 
it is such an enormous thing that is being called her, that's that she's being called to do. It requires us to to sort through all of the natural causes, mm-hmm. all of these other things, kind of like when you're trying to prove a miracle and when, when somebody's you know when somebody's received the intercession of a saint. Because it's such a big deal, we have to sort through everything possible that could have been going on before we say definitively yes, something out of out of the ordinary, something supernatural was pushing this, and we should have reverence for it. Yeah, and I think that's the good. Uh- thing to end on, which is that, yes, the Holy Spirit is moving. We should not downplay that. In fact, we should celebrate that and we should live our lives trying more and more to allow the Holy Spirit to work through us. But we always do it with humility and obedience and reverence. And that 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 humility bears even more fruit in the long run than if we allowed every whim within us to to be the prompting of the Holy Spirit. So um, thank you, Father Alec. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Catholic Bites. If you'd like to hear more great Catholic talks, you can find us at catholicbitespodcast.org, or you can find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, tell your friends, leave a review as all the podcast hosts are supposed to say at an end of podcast. Um, Catholic Bites is a product of Catholic Cast Media. Thank you and God bless you.